Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Fit Mind. I'm your host, James, here to guide you to a healthier, more focused, and enriched life. As always, we're here to explore how personal development and self-care can genuinely shape our days, helping us become the best versions of ourselves mentally, emotionally, and physically. Today, we're diving deep into an essential life skill, a tool that, when mastered, can transform our relationships, our careers, and our self-confidence. We're talking about negotiation, a craft that demands a keen understanding of human psychology, the art of persuasion, and the ability to stay calm under pressure. And let's be clear, we're not just talking boardroom negotiations here. This applies to every aspect of life, whether discussing a promotion, resolving a disagreement with a loved one, or simply haggling over a better price at your local market. Get ready to take some notes, absorb some wisdom, and embrace the power of being a skilled negotiator. So, sit back, get comfortable, and start this journey. Welcome back. When we say negotiation, some of you might immediately think of stuffy boardrooms, cutthroat business deals, or high-stakes political discussions. And while negotiation certainly plays a crucial role in these contexts, it's much more pervasive than that. So, let's set the stage here. What is negotiation, exactly? At its core, negotiation is the process through which two or more parties, each with their interests and perspectives, try to reach a mutually agreeable solution. It's not about browbeating the other party into submission or wringing out as many concessions as possible. It's about finding that sweet spot where everyone feels like they've achieved something of value. The beauty of negotiation skills is that they're universally applicable. Practical negotiation skills are essential, whether you're a CEO hammering out a multi-million dollar contract, a parent trying to settle a dispute between your kids, or a diplomat navigating the complexities of international relations. But it's not limited to these high-stakes situations. Think about your daily life you're constantly negotiating, whether deciding on a movie to watch with your partner or dealing with your workload with your boss. We negotiate our way through life, often without even realizing it. This is why learning to negotiate and, more importantly, deal well is essential. It's a powerful tool in our interpersonal toolbox that allows us to communicate effectively, solve problems, manage conflicts, and create better outcomes for ourselves and those around us. Let's bring these concepts down to earth with a real-life story, a story where a no was skillfully turned into a yes. Let's travel to a small bakery in New York City. The owner, let's call her Lisa, had been running this business for over a decade. Over the years, her bakery had become a neighborhood favorite. As with any small business, running a bakery isn't without its challenges. One day, Lisa got some bad news. Her landlord had decided to increase the rent significantly. With this sudden financial pressure, Lisa was unsure whether she could keep the bakery open. Lisa was initially distraught but remembered a negotiation workshop she'd attended. She knew that simply accepting this new rent or closing her beloved bakery were not her only options. So, she decided to arrange a meeting with her landlord. Lisa entered the negotiation prepared. She had done her homework. She knew her landlord valued long-term, reliable tenants, and Lisa had been just that for over a decade. 
she also knew that the landlord took pride in the neighborhood's character, a character her bakery significantly contributed to. Lisa didn't plead or become confrontational. Instead, she presented her case calmly and clearly. She acknowledged the landlord's need for financial viability and highlighted how her bakery contributed to the landlord's long-term interests, a stable, flourishing neighborhood with reliable tenants. Lisa suggested a smaller rent increase and a longer lease term, providing the landlord with guaranteed income over a longer period. The landlord, appreciating her approach and recognizing the mutual benefits, agreed to Lisa's proposal. So, not only did Lisa keep her bakery open, but she also secured its future for many years to come. She turned a potential conflict into a win-win solution, all thanks to her negotiation skills. And this, listeners, is a testament to the power of negotiation in our everyday life. It shows how, with the right approach and mindset, even a situation that initially seems like a deadlock can be transformed into an opportunity. Loving the FitMind podcast? Tap that subscribe button and don't stop there. Unlock a realm of exclusive, transformational content with our premium offerings on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You're not just tuning in, you're embarking on a journey of self-growth. So, what are you waiting for? Rise, thrive, and unleash your potential with the FitMind podcast. Subscribe and become part of our uplifting community today. So, you're ready to dive into the heart of negotiation. The first stop on our persuasion pathway is understanding the other side. Understanding the other party's needs, wants, and perspective is pivotal in any negotiation. You see, negotiations aren't just about expressing what we want, it's equally about understanding what the other party wants. Why is this important? Because when we know the other party's perspective, we can craft solutions that address their needs while also satisfying ours thereby increasing the chances of a successful agreement. So, how do we gain this understanding? Here are three essential techniques. 1. Active listening. This goes beyond just hearing the words the other party is saying. It's about paying attention to their body language, the tone of voice, and the emotions behind their words. Active listening helps us understand what the other party wants and why they want it. 2. Empathy. This is about putting yourself in the other person's shoes and trying to understand their feelings, thoughts, and viewpoints. Empathy allows us to connect more deeply, which can help establish trust and open communication channels. 3. Research. The more you know about the other party, their background, their interests, and their concerns, the better equipped you'll be during the negotiation. This can be as simple as a quick Google search before a business meeting or understanding the cultural norms before entering an international negotiation. Now, for our bonus tip, the mirroring technique. This is a simple but powerful tool used by seasoned negotiators. Mirroring involves subtly mimicking the other party's body language, speech patterns, or attitudes. This can help create a sense of familiarity and rapport, making the other party more open and cooperative. But remember, the goal of understanding the other side is not to manipulate or outweat them. It creates a climate where both parties feel heard, respected, and valued. That's how we pave the way for a successful negotiation. 
So, next time you find yourself in a negotiation, step back and try to understand the other party's perspective. You might be surprised by what you discover. Now, let's illustrate these techniques with another real-life story, a story of an unexpected win-win. A few years ago, the dispute occurred between a family who owned a piece of beachfront property in a small coastal town and the local government. The family wanted to build a luxury beach house, while the town council wanted to preserve the area as a public beach. On the surface, it seemed like a clear either-or situation. Either the family got to build their house, or the town kept its beach. But this is where negotiation skills shone through. A young council member, eager to find a resolution, suggested a meeting with the family. He started by truly understanding their perspective, actively listening, showing empathy, and doing his research. He found out that the family's primary motivations weren't just building a beach house, they also wanted to increase the value of their investment and have a lasting legacy in the community. Armed with this knowledge, the council member proposed a creative solution. He suggested the family could finance the development of a public beach park, which would include naming rights for the family. This way, the family could increase the value of their property, as it would now be next to a beautiful public park, leave a tangible legacy in the community, and the town could preserve the beachfront for public use. The family agreed to this proposition, and the result? An enhanced public space, a family's legacy cemented, and a beachfront house dream replaced with something even better. And all of this came from understanding the other party's needs and thinking creatively to find a win-win solution. Remember, a successful negotiation doesn't always mean someone has to lose. Often, the best outcomes arise when we think outside the box and strive for those win-win solutions. Our journey down the persuasion pathway now brings us to a critical skill. Mastering the art of persuasion. Persuasion is not about trickery or manipulation. It's about presenting your arguments in a way that appeals to the other party's interests, values, and needs. Let's look at the six key principles of persuasion, as identified by psychology and influence expert Robert Cialdini. 1. Reciprocity. People generally feel obliged to return a favor. In negotiations, this might mean offering some form of concession or adding value to the other party, expecting they'll feel inclined to reciprocate. 2. Scarcity. People tend to want things more when they perceive them as scarce or unique. Highlighting the unique benefits or limited availability of what you're offering can enhance its perceived value. 3. Authority. People tend to follow the lead of credible experts. Establishing your authority or credibility can make your position more persuasive. 4. Consistency. People like to be consistent with their past decisions and behavior. Pointing out how the agreement aligns with the other party's past choices or values can make your proposal more appealing. 5. Liking. People are likelier to be persuaded by people they like. Building rapport, finding common ground, and maintaining a positive attitude can help you win favor in negotiations. 6. Consensus. People often look to the actions of others to determine their own. Showing that others have agreed to similar proposals can make your proposition more persuasive. Now, our bonus tip for this lesson, the power of framing. Framing is about presenting your proposal to highlight its benefits to the other party. 
A well-framed proposal can emphasize the positives, minimize the negatives, and appeal directly to the other party's interests and needs. Remember, it's not just about what you say, but how you say it. So, as you navigate your negotiations, keep these principles in mind. Use them ethically and thoughtfully to present a compelling case. And remember, successful negotiation is about building a bridge, not a wall, between parties. Now, it's time to address a question that one of our listeners sent in, which reads, how do you negotiate when you feel like you have less power? That's a great question, and it's a situation many of us have faced. Feeling less powerful in a negotiation can be daunting, but it's important to remember that power is often more about perception than reality. Firstly, it's vital to be prepared. Knowledge is power in negotiations. The more you know about the subject of the negotiation, the other party, and the market conditions, the stronger your position. Secondly, remember that everyone has something valuable to offer. Try to identify what unique value or perspective you bring to the table. This could be expertise, resources, relationships, or even your ability to decide quickly. Thirdly, don't underestimate the power of a positive mindset and self-confidence. You may not control the situation, but you can control your response. Stay calm, collected, and assertive. Show that you're committed to finding a mutually beneficial solution. Lastly, use the principles of persuasion we just talked about. Build rapport, establish your credibility, and frame your proposals to appeal to the other party's interests. Remember, regardless of their perceived power, every negotiator can steer the outcome of a negotiation. Your perceived power may be less, but you can negotiate effectively with preparation, determination, and skill. Continuing on our persuasion pathway, let's delve into an aspect of negotiation that's often overlooked, but is crucial, managing emotions and staying cool under pressure. Emotions play a significant role in negotiations. They can guide us, providing valuable clues about how we feel about the negotiation or the other party. However, they can also hinder us, leading to reactive behavior, clouding our judgment, or escalating conflicts. The key here isn't to suppress our emotions, but to manage them effectively. Here are a few techniques to help you do just that. First is self-awareness. Recognize and understand your emotional triggers. What situations, actions, or words upset you or make you anxious? Identifying these can help you prepare and respond rather than react. The second is emotional regulation. Practice techniques to calm your emotional responses, such as deep breathing, taking a break, or even just reminding yourself to stay calm and composed. Remember, you have control over your emotions. The third is perspective-taking. Try to understand the emotions of the other party. This can help you respond empathetically, diffusing tension and fostering a more collaborative atmosphere. Our bonus tip for this lesson is about the role of mindfulness and meditation in maintaining emotional balance. Regular mindfulness or meditation can help you stay centered and calm, even in stressful situations. It trains you to stay focused on the present moment instead of getting swept up in anxiety about the future or regret about the past. A calm mind can be your greatest asset in high-pressure negotiations. Remember, a successful negotiation isn't just about your arguments, it's also about how you make them and manage yourself throughout the process. So, remember to relax next time you're in a negotiation.
your emotional balance might be the key to unlocking a successful deal. Let's bring this concept to life with a real-life story that illustrates the power of emotional control in turning a heated negotiation into a harmonious agreement. The story unfolds in the bustling city of Chicago, where two business partners find themselves at odds over the future of their shared venture. Let's call them Alex and Bobby. They had founded a tech startup together. However, as their business began to gain traction, their visions for its future started to diverge. Alex wanted to seek more venture capital to fuel rapid growth, while Bobby wanted to grow organically and maintain control over the company. The differences escalated to a heated argument during a critical business meeting. Emotions were running high, words were exchanged, and the tension was palpable. Recognizing that the conflict was spiraling out of control, Alex decided to take a step back. He had been practicing mindfulness meditation for a while and knew he needed to regain his emotional balance to prevent further escalation. He suggested they take a break and reconvene the next day. During the break, Alex took some time to understand his emotional triggers. He realized his fear of missing out on a growth opportunity clashed with Bobby's fear of losing control of their venture. When they reconvened, Alex approached the negotiation differently. He acknowledged his emotions and even shared his feelings with Bobby. This open and vulnerable conversation helped both partners better understand each other's perspectives. They finally came to an agreement that balanced growth with control. They decided to seek a modest amount of venture capital that would allow for growth but would not require giving up too much equity. It was a win-win resolution, not by heated argument but through emotional understanding and control. So, folks, this story reminds us that it's not just logic and reason that win negotiations. The ability to control and manage our emotions and turn heated exchanges into harmonious conversations leads to successful agreements. Alright, moving on to another insightful question from our listener, what if the other party is unwilling to negotiate? Well. This can undoubtedly be a challenging situation, but it's not an impossible one. Here are a few strategies you can employ to help change the dynamics. 1. Establish common ground, find areas of mutual interest or shared goals. This could be a standard business interest, a shared vision, or a mutual problem that needs to be solved. This can help create a starting point for discussion. 2. Empathize and listen. As we've discussed earlier, understanding the other party's perspective is vital. Show genuine interest in their concerns, fears, and interests. This can help build trust and openness. 3. Frame it as a problem-solving exercise. Instead of negotiating, you can present the situation as a joint problem-solving endeavor. This can make the process feel less adversarial and more collaborative. 4. Show flexibility. Show your willingness to adjust your stance and explore new possibilities. This can inspire the other party to do the same. 5. Bring in a mediator. Consider bringing in a neutral third party if all else fails. A skilled mediator can help facilitate communication, clarify misunderstandings, and guide both parties toward a mutually beneficial solution. Remember, not all negotiations will be easy, and not all parties will be willing to engage initially. But with patience, empathy, and persistence, 
you can often turn a seemingly rigid situation into a fruitful negotiation. Alright, as we're nearing the end of today's episode, I'd like to share some resources and recommendations for those of you who want to delve deeper into negotiation skills. Firstly, I highly recommend reading Getting to Yes, Negotiating Agreement Without Giving In by Roger Fisher and William Urey. This book is a negotiation classic and introduces the method of principled negotiation, which emphasizes mutual gains and fair outcomes. Next, Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. This book lays out the six principles of persuasion we discussed today in much greater depth. It's a fascinating read that'll help you understand the science behind influence and persuasion. For those who prefer online learning, Coursera offers a course titled Successful Negotiation, Essential Strategies and Skills. This course is taught by Professor George Seidel from the University of Michigan and provides practical, real-world insights into negotiation strategy. In addition, you might consider attending workshops or training sessions. The Program on Negotiation at Harvard Law School offers a range of workshops and programs, both in-person and online. Lastly, don't underestimate the value of practice. Try to apply the concepts and techniques we've discussed today in your everyday life. Practice negotiating with friends, family, and colleagues. Remember, the best way to improve your negotiation skills is by using them. So, whether you choose to read, attend a course, or practice in your daily life, I encourage you to keep learning and growing as a negotiator. It's a skill that will serve you well in many aspects of life. And with that, we're closing in on the end of this episode of The Fit Mind. Today, we explored the art and science of successful negotiation, shared some real-life stories, answered your questions, and provided a treasure trove of resources for further learning. We began with understanding the importance of negotiation and then learned how crucial it is to comprehend the other party's perspective. We unraveled the critical principles of persuasion and touched on the vital role emotions play in negotiations. We addressed challenging situations you might face and pointed you towards resources to deepen your understanding of negotiation. Remember, negotiation is a pathway, not just to better deals, but also to stronger relationships and mutual understanding. I hope the insights from today's episode will assist you on your persuasion pathway and in achieving your personal and professional goals. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, share, and leave a rating or a comment. We greatly appreciate your feedback. And if you're thirsting for more transformational content, check out our premium series on Apple Podcasts or Spotify where we dig deep into specific topics. For practical tips and inspiring stories about self-care and personal growth, don't forget to visit our website at www.thefitmind.blog. I want to extend a big thank you to all our listeners, and an extra special thanks to our premium subscribers for your support. It's because of you that we're able to bring this content to life. And finally, as we end today's episode, remember, your mind is your most important asset. Cultivate, nurture, and strive to make the most of it every day. Stay fit, stay mindful, and continue to strive for growth. Until next time, this is James from The Fit Mind, wishing you a productive and peaceful day.